We're sitting down on Monday this week, not a Sunday sit down. We're uh, 24 hours behind schedule, but that's okay. Because I think it's fair to say both of us have lost interest in our AFL fantasy teams after a pretty disappointing weekend, especially the large fries and coke. How are you uh, on the Monday sit-down today, Jacob? Still a little bit hungover, champ. Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm, uh, I've been running slow yeah. after a big Saturday. I'm definitely feeling every bit of a 26-year-old at the moment. I don't have it in me to uh, go on these big rampages and stay up to the wee hours in the morning and uh, expect to fully function on Monday, which is sad. It's, all, it's the end of an era. It's sad. It Let's is. talk about it, just like my dream team. Yeah, it's a I, sad, uh, gloomy podcast to you guys. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's a disappointing day when you score like twenty two, sixty something, and you're like, oh, I moved backwards in yeah. rank. Like, there's some pretty nuts scores, and everyone, well, not everyone, but the majority of people I see has a pretty uh, flush lineup at the moment, and I'm still just clutching the straws trying to fix uh, the lunch for us. I still got two rookies in my field. Hopefully, after trades this week, it'll be one. But one of them is Sydney Stacks, so or. He's gone. He's a rookie still. He's doing all right, but yeah, not, doesn't not count. Yeah, would you would you count Walshy? Yeah, so count technically, Walshie? I think so. Well, in saying that, I think his his numbers like since uh, Cripper started getting like those tags, he's like fifteen points on average better than Cripps. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he's maybe Cripps has been bloody bad though. Imagine if someone had called him the goat uh, before he even started playing because uh, that call's starting to look like it's okay. Pretty yeah. good. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Cripsy, I. It wouldn't uh, surprise me if before too long they're like, cut your losses, season's over. Like, yeah. well, what are they now? They've got like, what, four wins, three wins for the year? Like, well, really, yeah. what are you playing for? I know, like, being your captain and all. they got five, actually. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, what are you playing for, really? Is it going to potentially mess him up long term? Probably not, but well, does, you don't want to take that risk. He's not playing through an injury right now. He's, what do you, he's healthy, isn't he? I don't know. I'm still... Well, he hasn't... Seemed healthy to me. He hasn't looked like the same Cripper yeah. since about like oh, it's been about around nine or whatever. And then he missed here that like weird foot sprain. Wouldn't surprise me if he got put on ice for the last like three or four weeks of the year. That but, would surprise me. I think like there's it, it's Carlton. Like they're not going to be a winning team for a long time. Where you have to play your best players. You have to play your captain. You yeah. have to get used to playing with one another as a group. Like if he's good to go, they're going to play him. It's a fair point. Um, yeah, you wouldn't just put him on ice. It's not the NBA sort of thing, you know. It's very different. True. I couldn't see any reason they would put him on ice. It'd be interesting to see uh, how he travels for the rest of the season. Carlton, yeah, surprising that they got five wins for the year. Good yeah, on the Blue Baggers. Right. After uh, after Bolton went out, I mean, God, he must have been a bad coach. He had uh, David Teague, the interim bloke at Carlton, had the same amount of wins in five tries yeah, that Bolton had in like thirty-four or yeah. something. So. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I I don't know what it takes to coach at AFL level, but. There's Apparently neither does uh, Brett Bolton. Yeah, that's Brett Brendan. I always get his name wrong. Brendan. Brendan. Old mate Bolton. Brandon. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Brandon Thomas. Old mate. He's uh, not coaching anymore. There are plenty of blokes coaching AFL teams, and there are some that are trending in the right direction. Including, I'm just having to squeeze through the ladder now. The twelve and five Brisbane Lions yeah, sitting in second. It's a bit hard to gauge them, isn't it? We'll dive. We'll dive back into our fantasy stuff and a bit more stuff later. But let's talk to like actual footy. Because um, we haven't done that on like in deep length, I guess, in a lot of podcasts. Sure. But are you are you a believer of the Lions? Do you reckon that they can like make a serious push at a flag? It does seem like it's a wide open competition, as we've said multiple times this year. But yeah, I still feel that Brisbane winning it all is still a little bit too much of a stretch for the imagination. I, I think so. I agree too. Um, I don't have a great amount of faith in their backline. Yeah, um, their forward lines up and down. Their, their engine room is pretty solid. 
you feel like Steph Martin's taken a bit of a, a, a step back mm-hmm. this year. So I, I'm not. I don't think they're quite there. I think they're two years off, but they're playing bloody good footy, and you know. Wins are wins at the end of the day. It's true. Um, they've taken some pretty big scalps too. So you feel like they might have just got some, like, the right teams at the right time. Like they beat us round one. Um, like, we'll, it'll be interesting to watch us versus them. I think that's still coming up. Yeah, um, it's on the slate. I don't know exactly. Uh, Let me have I could be wrong, actually, but I, I feel like we've got them one more time. But yeah. They'll be wicked. Yeah, you feel like they, they got a few teams at the right time, but they've you can't take much away from them. They've looked bloody good. Um, I, I think Hodgie being there has been massive for them. Yeah, um, having absolutely. a coach on the field, uh, so and he's going to extend. So uh, I can see them going deep. Uh, I I feel like there might be a straight sets out. Though. Yeah, I could also see that happening. Um, they got Geelong and Richmond still on the slate, but they don't have you boys. Oh, okay. But they've also got Gold Coast in that. So you know, hard. Gold Coast plays decent against those. <clears throat> those Q clash is always good to watch. Yeah. Them versus Hawks in Tasmania this week will be a ripper game, actually. The Hawks are looking good. The yeah. Hawks are looking good. They Alistair are. Clarkson, best coach in the league. Or is it just that Geelong's... I've been seeing a bit of stuff um, floating around talking about how poor scoring-wise Geelong's been lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't really noticed them... Like, People were chewing them out on Twitter today. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were or what the article was reading, but they were talking about how it's like a historic or it's like a record-setting lull that they're having at the moment right I, um, I haven't got to watch them the last two weeks so yeah. I don't have a good gauge I know Tom Hawk's tried right up yeah um, they're, they're still their quality around the ground is so good so um, nuts I, I've got full faith that they'll probably pump uh, Brisbane well they got um, Sydney this week as well so you're like oh they In could Sydney. like um Hang on, I did just have that. That makes a big difference with Sydney, but yes, it is in Sydney. There you go. So I, I still like you know Cam Guthrie's and um, like is one of their worst players. Yeah, and you just like he's he's a gun, really. I think he's a great player. Just yeah, I don't know. Depth. Them West Coast Collingwood, they're like around the ground depth at every position. It just I really think they're probably the only three teams. That have a shot this year. Um, well, I think given the given the Giants injuries. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a little bit of the reason as well why I'm not a huge believer in Brisbane. I'm like, well, they have some like pretty good players, yeah. and that um Jared Lyons bloke that's came from the Suns. Yeah. He and Lockie Neal like might be the best two like pickups this sure. year. Yeah, and, like, yeah, there's they they made some other solid gets. Like, yeah, the Hodgie one is severely underrated. Like, yep. he was meant to just go there for a year and then sit on the sidelines but imagine having him just marshalling and telling the back six like how to football yeah exactly and you know I just feel like they, their young forwards are too young their young defenders are just a little bit young they've got no finals experience I think yep. they might get a little bit of a sweep sweep but then uh, you know two years they'll be fine yep I said something similar about Collingwood last year but they're a bit different they did have dudes like Sidebottom and Pendlebury one and, premiership yeah exactly yeah, like absolutely. there's Hodgie and uh, I'm trying to think who else on that roster would maybe have won something of note. Lockie Neal's been in a granny. Yeah, that's a good um, one. He was the sub, but uh, interesting fact. Oh, oh, he? Way to go oh I didn't realise that. Yep. But still, he's been there. He kind of gets it. He's been in finals campaigns. Like a, a lot of those Brisbane guys have never seen the finals. No, you're right. And not that it's not like the NBA where the finals or the playoffs is a whole different beast. Like yeah. it's just it is really just another game, but. Um, things do step up a notch and you know pressure's there and 
We'll just see. You know what? It's going to be one of those things. Full full credit to Chris Fagan. He's done a great job up there. Like, yeah. Because last year, he looked like he's on the ropes a bit. They're so. definitely a uh, feel-good story. Well, them, uh, like you mentioned already, Geelong, West Coast and Collingwood are the top four. So you reckon, excluding the Lions, those three are the only ones that can win the flag this year? Yeah, I think so. Um, I just got to think about who's coming up. Richmond's after that? I don't think Richmond has. Not without Rance. No. Um, they played some pretty good footy. Them and the Bombers have won four in a row. Yeah, um, I I like the Bombers, but mm. I think they're probably a bit far back now. You've got to finish top four to realistically have a good shot. Um, yeah, and I think given given it's going to be West Coast who will be playing, you have to play West Coast in in Perth, Perth probably. If you're one of the bottom four, you might have to play Brisbane at the the Gabba. You might have to play Geelong in Geelong. There's been a big well, yeah, kick up and stink over that the last week about them playing at Cadinia Park over the G or somewhere yeah. else in Melbourne. So, yeah, if they have to make the trip down to GMHBA... I mean, if, if they've got to go to skill, no one's winning down there. Yeah, um, yeah so it, that's a thing for me, I think. And, you know, Collingwood at the G, it's a, a hard task. Richmond yeah. could, could pip someone if they got another Victorian team um, at the G, they get a favourable run. I can say it. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think I agree with the GWS call. I think they're Cornelio uh, out. Saying that they pumped Collingwood on the weekend, but yeah, I think that their omissions are too glaring. Like, yeah, Cornelio's a huge out for them. But Lord's out. I didn't well. get. Yeah, that's right. I didn't get to watch that game. I was talking to someone about it today though, and said that Jezakam just looked like a man. Oh, you possessed. didn't watch it? Nah. Oh no, they look unreal. They yeah. looked unbelievable. Phil Davis was also out, so it's yeah. like... Their best could, like, rival anyone, I reckon. But in saying that, that's including Cornelio. The top, yeah, the top of their team is absolutely probably the best team. You know, the top ten players, they've yeah. probably got the best top ten. Shane Mumford's a bit of an Achilles heel for them. Like, their ruck combo just doesn't seem to work. Like, Brody Grundy just absolutely smoked them. Yeah, that's very played true. arguably the best game of his career, so... Yeah. Okay. He's, it, funnily enough, they, they actually didn't look like they were getting dominated around the contest. Grundy, yeah, no. Grundy felt to me like he just dominated around the... We just got a lot of footy around the ground. He's paying 17 bucks to win the Brownway. I'm like, surely that bloke... Like, at this stage of the season... I'm going to write an article probably this week. It might be sometime next week or over the weekend about like how wide open the Brownlow race is for the next like five weeks. The Brownlow race is not wide open, mate. It's because it's already signed, <laughs> sealed and delivered straight to Josh Dunkley. Who is paying uh, $81 to win the Brownlow. So I'll yeah. definitely have a little, uh, uh, little dribble. He's, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm penciling it in right now. Yeah. I don't know. The Brownlow is one of those things that you can, like it seems to sometimes get caught up a little bit in narrative. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very different to the NBA MVP. That's yeah. kind of where I was steering my thoughts. But it's I was having a look at the Brownlow odds, clearly. Um, Tim Kelly and Lockie Neal are $4 at the moment to win it. I, I don't get where people are getting off on this. Tim. Like, Tim Kelly was great to start the year. He's yeah, a great I agree. Player. He's a top 20 player in the league. But, but I, I also agree with, I think, what you're about to say. He's fallen off a lot. And there's been games where he's been totally... White from from He's killing our fantasy team. Yeah, exactly. So I, I couldn't see him getting it. Um, not at this point. He, he might have a big five weeks, and then, yeah. sure, I'll talk to me then. But as it sits, I reckon it's it's Dunkley or Grundy. Yeah, um, probably. Shuey could have a fair few votes. Could get a sniff. Point. Uh, although Yoey is also probably ch- chipping some away. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other players who could be up there. Well, <clears throat> the other blokes we haven't talked about who are right at the top of the crop include Fifey, Danger, Cripps, Bont. Bokey had a really good start to the year. So it's that's the perp, like I was saying, I'm going to do the article on it because really I could see any of them 
no. putting together like three best on ground performances in the next five games. You know what I mean? I can't yeah, like run right, away absolutely. with it. That that um, it's probably it's you're right. It's probably right up for grabs right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, just going off form, I like Grundy or, or Dunkley for sure. I think Dunkley. Like you, I talk, I've talked you off about this. Yeah, um, like we went back game by. You did game. some number crunching that uh has <laughs> swayed me to look up his odds. Yeah, at eighty one, you know, that, they're the type of like bets that I like. They're just a little like couple of buck flyer. Yeah, and just chuck a tenner on that. That comes through, you'll be bloody stoked. stoked yeah. You owe me half of it. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, no, that'd be fair. Uh, I wrote an article oh, what day was now Saturday talking about why um, Source Jacobs is a good example of why the AFL should have a mid-season trade period because I watched it on Friday night do you get to watch the um, Crows Bombers game? Watch the three quarters of Riley O'Brien just looked unreal yeah, like I don't think that there's a scenario unless he gets hurt knock on wood uh, where Jacobs will probably play again in the team this year but yeah. imagine if a team like Richmond or Essendon the team they played could have just snapped him up for, I don't know, the, the deal I did suggest is maybe you throw Zach Clark and a draft pick to the Crows so they have a little bit of depth still yeah. in that position for Jacobs. Mm. Because really, that's probably the only thing that the Bombers are almost missing if Joe Danaher was, and Michael yeah. Hurley were out there healthy. But um, How long's Hurley out for? I don't think it's a season, but it very well could oh, be. Okay. Um, he got hurt. I think it was an AC joint last week, something yeah. like that. So well, the rest of the home and away season anyway. I'll right. find out. Yeah, I totally agree. I th- I'm all for trade trading. I think um, the I think AFL players have um, well. It's good that they've got a lot of power. I almost feel like they've got too much power. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look compared to the NFL or the NBA, you know, guys just get moved, and it's they yeah. don't really have a say in it. Whereas you know, AFL, they're like, no, I want to go here. You have to manufacture a trade, even if you know your hands are totally tied. Yeah, like the, even like, like Kelly, <coughs> Tim Kelly is a good example. Great example. Yeah, I feel like there's not as much ruthlessness and like the business side of the footy. You Which like, is not, nice. and it's good for the players. And it's like you want the players to have, be looked after, but at the same time, Aussies are just bloody good people. I think work. it's yeah, I think it's gone. It goes a little bit far the other way. Yeah, um, okay. where, where yeah, teams can get totally hamstrung. It's like what, what are the Gold Coast Suns meant to do? All these free agents leaving. Like, mm. there's got to be some sort of there's got to be some way around that. Um, and that obviously is another topic. But yeah, well that's did like dabble a bit with that like restricted free agency but you have to kind of be I think I don't know fully the ways that the AFL one works but you have to be in a club for like seven to eight years before yeah. you can do like where you get compensation for people leaving like that so yeah it's a, it's a bizarre scenario but yeah there's plenty plenty of like teams I reckon who could have really benefited from a mid-season um trade period as yep. well as the draft period because you're stocking your team up with those like little waffle guys yeah and you're like, oh, they've sort of helped it for a bit of depth at a position but it's pretty unlikely a, a whole lot of them will play beyond the the end of this year you know yeah uh, and even if they you know I guess like Sydney Stack was someone who got overlooked rookie period wise and draft wise and then got added um, I can't remember the, how they word it but it was like the supplementary player there's yeah. like an initial for it it's like uh, an acronym it's like SSP player anyway but um, I listened to a podcast last week and they were talking about like a lot of the reasons that he slipped through the cracks was a lot of off-field stuff. Right. So, you know, like it's how often have you heard of those type of characters like mm. Bob and I, like the Liam Jarrows of the world and things right. like that. So I think, yeah, the way I think the way they've got it going is now pretty good. The idea that I suggested is you just do the trade period is just over the buy rounds. That's it. So you have three weeks, you can make any moves. You can, if you really want to implement rules, they might even have some now about like trading a certain number of picks if you don't have 
Yeah. Like if you've already done it, I think Essendon's someone who's traded away like their last three first rounders and now they can't or something like that. So. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it needs tweaking, but yeah, I do agree that I think it, not that AFLs get players get it too easy, but I could definitely see the business side of things ramping up a bit. And they're like, oh, we don't want to have to shift places like in the middle of the season. It's like well, a lot of people will be going from like the Bulldogs to Geelong. Like, There's plenty of plenty of blokes stranded on AFL lists who would be like, yes, please trade yeah. to a team I'm going to play for and like potentially like get good time on field and like get good exposure and maybe if I'm coming up to a contract year, sign somewhere else. Or yeah, exactly. I think it'd be really good for the players as well. Like, it surprises me, it baffles me that they don't have it yet. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, before... Have you got anything you want to talk about NBA-wise? I think next week I might bring, brainstorm a couple of topics that we can yarn about a bit, but... Like I said, it's a cold NBA winter. Yeah, maybe. we've been spoiled a little bit with the... Uh, oh, we had Kyrie traded a few years ago in the off-season. We had... Who was it last year? Kawhi. Kawhi got traded at this time last year. So like, there's been some mm. trades after free agency and after the draft that have kept the NBA news cycle churning. But yeah, at the moment it seems like we're in for... Uh, Months to six weeks of just lull. We watched a, an interesting Jalen <coughs> Rose piece on who, who his top five teams to win it all are this year. And yeah, I'd be interested to see who you had as your top five. Just just run. Them okay, quickly. just off the dome, I would put Philly in there. Go or try and go in order. I would put Philly one, number f- one, like to win it. Yep. Well, you're a bloody idiot. But okay. How come? Because they've got they're not a good team. Alex. They're not a good team. I think they don't have a good coach. I think losing Jimmy Butler will hurt them. But yeah, oh, I don't think so. I think that like the thing that they're lacking is teamwork and also like high quality people because there's a lot of people who. I mean, I don't know Ben Simmons personally, and like Joel Embiid seems like a bit of that's the X factor. And I just think I feel like those guys aren't. They're they're just little kids. They're just kids. That's what it is. I think they're too young. Um, I really like who they've got, but I I don't. I wouldn't have them in my top five. I make that I make that prediction with the idea, maybe not one <clears throat> in hindsight, but I'd still have them in my top five out of the fact that Ben Simmons does like you said, there's no certainty that'll happen. But like, if you're a multi-million NBA play, dollar millionaire player, I've juggled that. Good job. You make a lot of money in playing professional basketball. You spend your off season training to well, become. A, I want to see the. He, off, did, he didn't last year though. I know. I want to see the off season photo of like. Joel Embiid looking like fucking you don't like just a god you know yeah. what I mean like I want to see him not drinking milkshakes at in and out I want to see Ben Simmons put in preseason work so I kind of make that pick with the prediction of them like finding their major but you're right they are still pretty young so winning it next year would be an ask but I still feel like they could I feel like they have a good enough team to do they so they lost Reddick though like, yeah but they, lo- they lost a lot I felt like but they, they got lost a lot, a lot in free agency they got a lot of like the thing that I thought hurt them all of last year was the depth and like I'll try and get some of the the exact contracts and things up but they signed like they re-signed like those Mike Scott characters and those like James Ennis ones who may or may not be playing when it comes crunch time in the playoffs but they're the type of dudes that you need to get you through a season so you can yeah. do a little bit of um, what Toronto did with Kawhi like you can play Joel who have they replaced Reddick with though? That's what. Oh, that's a huge. You're right. That is a big like, like losing yeah. Reddick. He was so important to their structure. Like, there's a lot of games. They beat Denver one game just because of Reddick mm. had 30 million points or something. You know? They got Josh Richardson, who I don't mind. Oh yeah, they got that in there. Right. 
I am super high on the Matisse Thibault rookie they got, but you know you can't expect a rookie to come in and contribute to a championship roster. Interesting. Tobias Harris as well. Oh yeah, I know he's there, but I just I just think their teamwork, their their team is not going to get it cut. Hopefully, Big Al Horford can just be the championship of glory. Yeah, well that that might help a lot. But anyway, anyway, have them in there. Um, I'd have probably both LA teams. Let's be honest. I think like you can clutch at straws who you rate better. It really just comes down to health. Yeah. Between both of them, um, I'd probably have the Rockets in there as well. Okay, um, probably put them fifth, um, and above the two LA teams at two, I'd put Denver. Oh, okay. So um, no Giannis. No, I feel like they could be a team that uh, come deadline time might look at getting Chris Paul. That'd be an interesting get. If they yeah, he would be great for them. Just flick, poor like Eric Bledsoe. Flick so, Bledsoe oh, and mine. Chris Paul yeah no Flick Bledsoe and like Ilya Sova's contract or like another expiring they got on their team I don't know who but um, yeah that could work but anyway I think they could give up some real deep future picks as well to uh, OKC that'd be interesting OKC doesn't need uh, any more draft picks they just want expiring deals true I think I remember here they have 16 first rounders in the next 6 years that's crazy Um, yeah and I I think I'd have Denver probably sitting at 2 and that's I think that that's, again, with the expectation that they will take a little bit of a step. They were really, like, something that probably isn't getting talked about enough is how unhealthy they were last year. So I feel like, you know, even if they do go through a lot of, if Michael Porter doesn't play again, at least they now have, like, Jeremy Grant. Paul Millsap is getting on, but, like, Gary Harris missed a lot of time. Will Barton even missed, like, six weeks. Um, and can probably, like, he can be your eighth, eighth man, no worries. Like, yeah. He, But, yeah, it'll come down a little bit to... Um, health with the Nuggets, but it I do. It comes down to health for everyone, True. really. Yeah. Um, and I probably who's the other? Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, I'm. I'm big on the Rockets. Okay. I reckon. Uh, like a lot of teams in that like top four from the West right. went down, but I think the Rockets and the Nuggets could have gone up. Like you know what I mean? Like okay. I think the Westbrook move will help them. They signed Tyson Chandler um, the other day. Like I'm, you know, it's not going to win you a championship. He's not. Dallas Mavericks, Tyson Chandler, but it's a nice depth piece. Sure. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind them. I um I don't think I would have the Rockets in there because I don't, I don't think they can win it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't even be in my top five. I think they're a good team. I just Let's be honest. Russell and James don't have the best reputation for it's, delivering. You know the playoffs, what? It's so. not even James or Russell that worries me. It's Mike D'Antoni. Uh-huh. I really like. He's never won. He's never. That's he's true. got to that West Final every time and lost because I just don't think his system works. And like I, I, I love that um, Houston. Well, I don't know if I love it or not, but Houston's like really analytical and they take good shots, well, yep. good and like statistical shots. But I, I just don't think when like push comes to shove, you just can't rely on a, a three pointer going down in those pressure cooker situations. Um, I don't know. James Harden doesn't seem to be that clutch. Russell has hit some big shots, but isn't they come when he shoots Ivan for thirty-two? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I love Russell. Like, and I, I hate James Harden, but I respect him as a player. Um, like Capella, like their pieces. I just don't think they work. Um, they might be the team that like wins the one seed out west, but right. then gets yeah. knocked out by the four. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. So I wouldn't have them in mind. I wouldn't have Philly in there. I would have Giannis. I would have the LA teams. I would have Denver. And I guess, who else could I have? Gold State Warriors! Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I think they're winning it. So, <coughs> yeah. Gold State's number one for me. I was looking through the list and kind of skimmed over the Bucks, who I'm like, oh, maybe I would. But then, yeah, I'm like the Warriors. I'd probably have them like just outside the five. I don't know how bullish yeah. you are on them, yeah. but I think 
Clay's injury and the fact that Draymond's just like I don't know what I don't know what kind of Draymond we're gonna get this year. Like he could get traded for the deadline if shit come like goes sideways. It's contract year for Draymond, isn't it? Uh, I think I don't know actually. I think it is. Maybe it is. Let me get that out. I'm gonna see a world class Draymond. <laughs> I hope so. I kind of like, kind of hate him, but I kind of like the dude as well. Oh, like yeah, he annoys me. But I, I'm, I've be, since now Durant's gone, um, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't mind if the Warriors win. Yeah. I think it was I, I really hated, and you can't blame the Warriors anyway. I hated that they got KD. Uh, you don't have to tell me about it. I'm sitting yeah, here wearing right. a uh, Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. So. Yeah, but I, I would have them one. I would have uh, the Clippers two, Nuggets. Sorry, yeah, Nuggets, Bucks, Lakers. I just don't gotcha. quite. I don't trust either LeBron or AD to stay healthy because AD's never stayed healthy for mm. a season. Um, and I just feel like they might. It might just not work. Yeah, um, honestly, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think we mentioned this when we talked about the NBA, uh, the MVP before, to see like which one of those stars, like LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, even, um, who like plays the most games, because like load management went into like yeah. overdrive last year. Um, it's Giannis won, the, yeah, Giannis won the MVP, playing what like sixty-eight games. Yeah. So you wonder if like all of those dudes will be under seventy. It'll be interesting to uh, watch. All right, very quickly. Uh, Diving back to AFL fantasy. Good on what you. You made it this far, and you just want the fantasy. Yeah, I'll uh, suck shit. <laughs> I'll make sure that, uh, like a good podcast uh, producer, I put the link for the time slot when we do start talking fantasy again. But nah, you... tough titties. Sorry, guys and gals. Oh, no. I, I will write in the description. I'll be like, Nah, J Lo said you can't have. <laughs> um, what are your moves looking like this week? Because you uh, have to address the Patrick Lipinski situation, don't you? Yeah, that that's. Uh, Pretty pressing at this point. Uh, is that the sorry to cut you off? Your like most pressing thing you think? Uh, it depends on Bung Hearn, um, right? Because I I'm a bit over it. I I'm over Bung Hearn. If I had if I didn't have a few things to touch up, he he'd be gone. He might be injured anyway, but I'm just I'm a bit sick of it. A bit yeah. sick of Bunger. Um, I there's I need Whitfield still, so he'll just hopefully switch straight to Lockie. Yeah, okay. um, But yeah, Lipinski, uh, I could move Lipinski and Hanabry, honestly, and, and you know, go a Franny Watson, who is probably coming into my team right. pending selection. Um, I just, Because Jacko Nelson might, is probably more likely to get dropped in. Anyway. I feel like, yeah, after watching the whole game, like, he was probably the one that gets chopped out for Watson. But in saying that, like, Watson and Hearn are very similar players. Yeah, so that's plays, you, you know, it's tricky. But do, anyway, so you feel like he, he might have a shot of getting picked up, like selected again. He had a great score, got yeah. plenty of the footy. Um, he's a smooth operator. I think he and has he's been waiting for a while. He has. Yeah. I feel like they're going to give him a good blooding, like a week or two. Who have we got this week? North? North. Yeah, North. So it's like not the worst game to give him an extra run, although North looked bloody good on the weekend. Um, Jack Siegel has one more month in life yeah. in my fantasy team. He, this is it. Like, he gets 99 or under, he's gone. He gets 100 plus, he stays. Ooh, not and 90 or above? No. Nah, okay. No. Nah, well, because, because I can't keep putting up with these little, like, 90s. I'm like, granted, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, Will Snelling will probably, like, stay on my field for the rest of the year, as long as he's playing. Yeah. Um... Or at least for the next couple, but I'm like, oh, I'm gonna chop Sicily out. Like he looks crap. The game that he had the 120, where everyone's like, oh, well, let's remember he can do that. That was a career best game. Like he had a career high in marks and he had a career high in meters gained. And I think there were some other stats that he um, pushed out that were pretty impressive. So I'm like, 
with the exception of that game, I don't think he's gone over 80 in the last six weeks. So he has to go, but okay. it'll come down a bit to if uh, Bungham plays or not for me. Sure. If he plays, um, I might give him one more chance, but I'm in a similar boat. I'm like, not really. Uh, stop, stop just not playing last minute, you know? Like, and like, for the now. let's be honest, they have bigger fish to fry this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if he missed another game throughout the next like, four or five. Oh, I genuinely think he'll miss again. Yeah. Um, I... I I think he will. I think they probably... That's why they took Franny Watson there. I think they probably knew the whole week he yeah. probably wouldn't get up. Um, it's nice nice that he got to play out in our strings. Yeah, that's cool. It's good, but I good feel like... He, yeah, good on your pocket. But I think he. Um, I think they would have known. Um, but speaking of North Melbourne and uh, Jackie's evil, the other bloke I'm really eyeing off is, um, is Sean Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like... He's a consistent fantasy scorer. I think he's going to fit really well into what Reece Shaw's doing. Yeah. And obviously, he's going to go... He's going to take a lot of those Zebul minutes. Well, that's why I, I want one more week to probably watch it. Yeah. Um, I'm my, a dice roller, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, speaking of, the reason uh, that Sicily and Hearn are probably going is because I'm going to get Hunter Clark this week. Oh, yeah. That oh, kid yeah. looks awesome. He looks unreal. And uh, more importantly, like I had a look... It'll be inter- I could go him to Hannah him. It'll be interesting to test this out because I do look a lot at one of the Dream Team boy Calvin does this thing called the scale of hardness. I'm sure anyone listening to it knows what I'm talking about, but it's how like difficult upcoming teams are to score against. And St Kilda's um, the defensive matchups they got, so like for their defenders to score well, are all pretty friendly. Well, he's running through the guts though. So but I'm thinking like the only reason he would stop scoring well is if like Hanbury came back and he got pushed back to a flank. So I'm like, oh, there's even more like reason for me just to roll the dice a bit. No, I've I've loved him. I, he played really well. I forget who it was. I I think it was West Coast, but it might have been the Hanbury game, right. like, where Hanbury made the comeback and we were watching. He had like 27 touches. He only yeah. had 91 dreamies, but he looked great. Um, and obviously, he's been going crazy the last few weeks. I've been eyeing him for maybe, well, since that game. So you yeah. mentioned it f- like five or six weeks ago. You, not fantasy wise, but you said it's when really he came like, back. Yeah, yeah. You were like, I really like the look of this kid, and, and you like not as a fantasy player, but he looks like he's going to be a good player for the Saints. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he looks. I reckon unreal. he could be like the best player on their list at the moment. Well, I mean, you, you said it. You're like, oh, where's the improvement coming from? But like, he's the one. You know, him and King will oh, yeah. be the guys in two years' time. Like we were saying that. Yeah, I was saying I think Memory is like a perfect third forward. Like yep. he looks unreal, even a second. He he looks great. He's a big unit. Josh Bruce is pretty good. Yeah, well, I one guess of those is a good third, and the other one's a good second. Well, let's need one more start. Let's stick on that then. Like, so how many? Dudes on St Kilda's team, do you think could make an All Australian in their career? Billings. Billings. Obviously, Rowan Marshall. I'd probably say Hunter Clark. Rowan Marshall. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's only because he's going up against some pretty tough competition. He looks. He's a bloody good player. Though. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah. young, right? He's super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think he's only in his early twenties. Like I mentioned to you, it's good that we've got a couple of like reliable yeah. ruckmen. It seems. And ruckmen like, take a while to develop, so yeah. he's playing this well now. Like he I, could. As long as he get injured, I could see him. Um, well. We um, could maybe see that Max King bloke if he stays healthy. Coming to his own, like he was a pretty good, talented youngster. Like he was kicking bags. Yeah, I don't think they're loaded with potential Australians, but they might just be loaded with those sort of those Richmond all Australians. Who you're like, oh, they're not actually they're not Shane like, Edwards is. Yeah, yeah like credit to Shane Edwards, and I mean, like, didn't Higgins make one? Oh, anyway, you're like mm, there's someone else. There's some crazy probably people. Camden McIntyre. Yeah, some crazy people who make all Australians who really like, aren't. Sorry, cut you off. Josh Caddy is the one you're thinking of. Caddy, he's yeah. a player, but he's not 
the same level. Yeah, because um, he made the squad. He wouldn't make an all-star team. No. But, he's, no. but he makes the squad because the team's good. So I can see that happening with a few St. Kilda players. But yeah. I got, you know, let's be honest, St. Kilda are probably never winning another flag because it's yeah. a junk organisation. Sorry, yeah. Saints fans out there. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems that way. But yeah, I think I'm going to take the punt on Hunter Clark. And I yeah. might even, because I got Whitfield last week for Fifey. So now I've got Stack floating in my midfield. Um, I am eyeing off Higgins as well and Taylor Adams. I think he's probably my like most recommended like trade target this week. Only because like a couple of numbers I've flicked through. Collingwood's um, possession tally has just been through the roof the last like five or six weeks. Um, Beams out for the rest of the season helps him. Pendlebury has like really been banged up, so it wouldn't surprise me if he started like this could be the part where he like transitions into less like in the guts role. Like I don't know exactly how they deploy him because there was talk of him coming off the halfback flank at the start of the year, but imagine having that type of ball use coming into the middle of the deck. So yeah, I'm big on Adams. I think um, even with Trelaw and those other like big mouths to feed, that he can still be a decent enough scorer. Yeah, I, I really like Adams. I think he's probably approaching as the cheapest he's going to be. Yeah, could be a great time to get onto him. I, I am kind of a bit wary of going people who. Have potentially not ultra premiums at this point in the year but at the same time I, I just think we should just have as much fun as we can like if you're not in a position to really attack the top thousand yeah um, I reckon just get blokes you like watching play like get get guys on teams you want to watch yeah because um, let's be honest it makes watching the games so much more in, like enjoyable um, another guy who and we I've talked about him a lot he's really been off the boil but he's kind of approaching the Probably the cheapest is going to be is Fiorini. Yeah, um, right. I know the Suns are getting touched up, but you look at it. They're what do you have on the weekend? You know, he had a bit, pretty big game. Oh, um, did he? Okay, yeah, he started no, yeah. bad too, which is the thing that makes him quite interesting to me. Is that he's this sort of guy who you're like, oh no, he's on thirty at half time, and then he ends up on one hundred and twenty. Like he he goes big when he goes big. So um, I've been eyeing him off all year, um, especially if Tuke Miller's back in a bit of form and healthy. Yeah, um, Brody. Oh, I think got injured, but Brody looks good. There's a few. There's a few guys. That McPherson's been playing great. So yeah, I really like players. that McPherson bloke. I just feel like um, uh, Fiorini's kind of been a bit that, like the only string to their bow. Mm. For, for, I mean, they get flogged, but if they can restore a little bit of respectability from here on out, and Wicks is a great ruckman. Yeah, I think uh, Fiorini's that break even's one oh four. Um, which you could see pretty easily clearing. Yeah. You might just start to approach that that low to high, low to mid seven hundreds again, where he's at six forty odd now. Something like so that, yeah. I think um, if you if you're kind of strapped and you're in a bit of a weird spot, you can you could go fearing. The only thing that would give me pause is the fact that he played Carlton for that big yeah. score. Yeah, they got the Dons coming up though. Yeah. Well, I just say he's got the Dons, Collingwood, GWS, Hawthorne, and someone else coming up now. But look, to end the season, no, no, nothing looks good against GWS. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Like if that was West Coast, like oh, they'd be alright. They should yeah. be fine. It's just yeah, it's it's interesting. It'd be a risk, but. It could be one of those ones that really does pay dividends. Yeah, I think my next, like, to close the season... Like, I've got a couple... <laughs> I won't talk about uh, the fact that I didn't have a playing emergency because I traded him out for Hearn this week. But I do have a lot of, like, dudes who I'm like, I can just turn you to a 170k dude now. Like, there's five weeks left. Yeah. It's time to roll the dice and do that. As long as I have one dude playing in each line, yeah. I'm just going to do yeah. it. But um, back to the scale of hardness stuff. Like, I've got a lot of dudes who are according to some of the numbers, going to have like good runs. Like I've got a couple of coasters in the middle. Um, I've got a couple of Adelaide boys. Like I've still got Brody Smith. So it'd be interesting to just see how much 
like that does play into effect because that's something that I've kind of looked at. I'm like, oh, they got this team. Oh, they got this team. But like sometimes you'd be like, oh, oh, hang on a minute. Old mate just had like 130 against yeah. the hardest midfield to score. Exactly. So like it, I do wonder how much that stat really does matter. Like we've always talked about ownership percentage and like this time of the year is where you want to maybe try and get someone like Sean Higgins roll the dice, but well, he just had a he just had a big score against the Dogs. Which yeah, was supposed to be hard midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, one thing that can often happen in the dream team community, AFL fantasy community, is that it gets you get a little bit caught up in in those sort of numbers, and mm. you don't you don't watch the actual footy side of of how the guys are playing. And yeah. I think that's so important. Everyone's like, oh, it's all about ownership. It's like ownership does not come into play at all until the last week if you're in the top 100. Yeah. Like, there's, get the get the guys who, when you're looking at the, all the players who've played all year, are right at the top of the most points scored. Mitch Duncan, Fiorini's up there, like, Grundy and Gorn. Like, it's all those premiums, but you, they're the guys you want. Like, Shuey has had a huge year, points-wise. Yeah. Be- better than Gaff, because he hasn't played. So it's like, I, I just think, if you'd had those guys all year, you're obviously winning. It's not about who's got low ownership, unless you need that one random captain on the last week of, of Dream Team to get you that number one spot or win your league. Like, it doesn't make any sense. There's nev- things like that. There's never been a week where I was considering trading someone in that I was like, oh, I think everyone else is going to get him too. I'm like, yeah, so, no, no shit, we all should. Like, uh, yeah. Like, the Lockie Whitfield scenario, like, there's a couple of them I can remember. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's... That's pretty much my goal for the next like five weeks is to kind of like switch off a little bit to the mainstream like tactics and just be like, right, I'm going to try and get Higgins and Clark and like a Blixar's cat and like the next Lipinski if he bobs up. Like just do that for a month and just see what happens. Absolutely. It's, it's going to make it a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, it's kind of like a nice one. You're like, oh, well, I didn't do well. Fuck, it doesn't matter because I had a shit team and I was just taking some risks. And like, I don't really care whether I finished 15,000th or 17,000th. Exactly. Like, and you know what? It's the sort of thing that you, you could just be like, oh, actually, I finished 8,000th. Yeah, well, like, that's... Like, I totally went against the grain. I went against what everyone's doing. That's what you should look to do, not be like, oh, I'm going to bring one player who's got 1% ownership. Yeah. You should just go and, like, get your own game plan. Everyone everyone just follows um, follows the trends in AFL fantasy. And, like, it's the, the guys who do take the risk who often end up right at the top, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I don't think my team will be uh, winning anything of note for the rest of the season, but... Yeah. Uh, I could be shooting uh, up the Sports by Fry League ranks. Before we go, where are you sitting uh, in that league? Any idea? I have absolutely no idea, mate. I am currently 97th. Out of 123, I think it is. So, yeah. uh, Why are you listening to us talk about Dream Team? Yeah, this season season has not gone according to plan. It's funny. I've said it all all year long. I give out good advice. I just uh, never follow through with any of it. Well, that's that's been my big thing. I listen. I read all your things and listen to what you say, and then make my decision, which is often just a little bit different. And it's well, it's steered me better than you. So, yeah, I uh, I'm trying to flick through here to find you. Oh, there you go. Because Plorkin is sitting at seventieth. Yeah, there you go. Overall, much so. better. I would have been way higher early in the year. That's yeah. right. Shout out to Adrian, who's still winning the league. I'm gonna. Ch- I think he's in Good the mix idea. for a hat as well. Actually, Good be interesting. Day, um, we'll be back again next week. So, what are your? You've already said it, I'm sure. But what are your trades looking like at the moment? Have you got any locked in, or you haven't really uh, even dabbled too at much? At the moment, it's Franny Watson and Higgins for Lipinski and 
Rotham maybe or okay. something like that. Like pretty, like really, really reasonable trades. Yeah. Um, but I'm not actually sure. Oh, it's I just wait for selection these days. I'm not going to start piss farting around on Monday because you just get it just makes you crazy. You just we've, waste hours looking at we've it. We've said it a few times before. Yeah, I'm. That's something that I did. And again, another lesson I learned this year is like all the buy planning that I put in didn't really pan out to be much. Like you have to have. I reckon like a month out, a couple yeah. weeks out, you take some things into that's account. That's I started and I had, I had all the players playing each week. You yeah. bloody got job chipped. I know, yeah. It was pretty brutal. Um, just look at this Adrian uh, bloke. Shout out to Adrian. I think it's Adrian Allen. Uh, is only, we do some quick number crunching, about 500 points off first. He's hitting 41st at the moment. Okay. It's a lot of points to make up. A couple of good captains, though, might get you there. Yeah, a couple of... Uh, and a couple of uh, little dice rolls. Yeah, yeah some Rolls-Royce tactics on uh, blokes on David. <laughs> get a little bit of a hunter clock in ya. Yeah, that'd be uh, left the field. Oh, and shout out to James from Team Taranto, who's also 136th in the competition. Hopefully you can get a hat as get well. Get those hats, boys. All right, that's it for another Sunday. Sit down. Thanks for jumping on, J-Lo. Good luck uh, this weekend. In fantasy, there's not a lot of NBA stuff to talk about, but hopefully we can see the Coasters and the Dockers get two Ws. Yep. Something that happened on the weekend, it doesn't happen very often. So. Not these days, mate. All right. Chip, you